everybody, welcome to Behind the Bar. I'm your host, Danny Johnson, where we get to know your favorite dry bar comedians. Uh, dry bar, Behind the Bar, excuse me, Behind the Bar is sponsored by RX Solutions. If you want up to 75% off your next prescription, go to rxsolutions.online. My guest today, the very funny Mark Evans, his dry bar special is called Southern Not Stupid. It's actually his brand, which I've known for years and happy to, ha happy to have you on. And not only with your dry bar, but many other accomplishments over the years so thanks thanks for being here thank you thanks for having me yep. love these things. yeah this is fun i like i like uh and here's what makes it more fun for me i don't know we've both been doing this a very very long time yeah and we may have met at the jacksonville comedy zone a time or two or across paths but i don't really recall like it's i was trying to remember too i figured uh i know you're in jacksonville and i figured it was up there at the ramada at the zone had to have at least once or twice there right 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 and then at some point during all of our careers or, or most of our careers we start featuring and headlining the same room so we never see each other exactly when you're at the same level as other comics uh, like, well, as soon as you progress up you meet a whole new group of people right 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 so. and uh so it's nice to have you on it's nice to get to talk to you because you're a florida guy too right i am now we moved here um last week marks two years and that's from Atlanta. What what prompted right. you to move? Um, it's actually we. Um, my wife retired, and uh, we wanted. We knew we couldn't afford beachfront, and right. we were watching beachfront bargain hunt one night on HGTV, and they're showing canal homes. I'm like, whoa, those are affordable. So we're down here in Port Charlotte. You gotta come down, man. Uh, we have a. We're living the dream. Our house is on a canal. We got the boat docked right in our backyard. We're ten minutes from the harbor by boat, wow. and uh, there's a. A lot of work down here too i still am working the road but um now that i'm getting older i'm uh, more appealing to all these 55 and ups yeah just litters through florida and there's um you know you've probably seen it too at those places they treat you better than they do at comedy clubs the money's better they money's, treat you like rock stars the money's exponentially better, better. <laughs> yeah yeah i do i do quite a few golf and country clubs and private yeah. engagements for different companies or whatnot so and that's what we can do is when you work clean or pg-13 or there's not many of us yeah you're right about that i remember um a booker called me years ago and uh booked me for something i said and he joked around he said whenever a, a potential customer or client calls me and asks for clean i have you and one other person <laughs> yeah but let's talk, let's talk about your dry bar special. I watched it, yeah. Southern Not Stupid, and I was familiar with your brand for years because I've either seen your poster somewhere I've I'm been or going or the Jacksonville Comedies on site or whatever. I've been shoving it down people's throats forever. <laughs> That's what you got to do, you know. I think it's great. I think Thanks. it's it's a wonderful brand. It's a very successful brand. And uh, oh, if anybody's watching, can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a great. And that's sort of the theme throughout your, you know, what I found funny throughout, throughout you know, you're, the, the Southern not stupid is like not, you know, not everybody from the South or in the South is stupid. And then you have a few jokes about uh, making some, making fun of some people from Alabama or Arkansas or something like that. Oh, yeah, I keep, I gotta be a level playing field because we yeah. all, we've all got stupid. Yeah. That's, that's my whole point. We don't, the uh, South's got a lot of stupid people. We just don't have a monopoly on it. Right. Right. What was your thoughts on your, on your special? I loved it uh audience you had a great audience reaction oh thank you i like what you were saying a second ago uh, when we were talking before we edited or 
started recording, I've never liked any of my own videos. Yeah. But uh, the experience was uh, probably the best experience I ever had. And I'm in my 30th near, year now of comedy. And uh, the uh, the way they treated us, I was in, I, I recorded in season two. Okay. And back then, the money was a little better than it is now. Plus, they paid all your travel. They yeah. brought you out a day early. They put us up in a Marriott so we wouldn't be tired. We're in a Marriott for two nights. Um, we did two 40-minute shows as a co-headline. I was working with Jim McHugh out of Boston. Do you know him? I No, I don't know who that is. He's the one that created the Boston Comedy Festival. Oh, wow. Uh, way back. But um, it was a, we did an early show or a late show. Both of us did 40 minutes. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, between shows, I, I had, we each had our own personal assistant. Have you ever had a personal assistant? <laughs> Not until I did my dry bar. <laughs> okay, then you remember. Um, the girl came up. She brought menus of every restaurant in town. Yeah. Says, "What do you want for dinner?" You know, we'll go get it. And they just treated you great. Yeah. Um, they um very very strict, as you know, sure. on the material. Um, did you watch? Did they send you? The, well, what year did you do it? So mine was uh, January nineteen. So I was like season four. So I was just before they changed to the shorter sets. Okay. Like when they do, did now they, they do they, this, like do they pay your travel and all that? I don't mean yeah. to get into the money, but so you oh, yeah. got there. Yeah. Because yeah. I was in 18. I guess I was in season three. I thought I was season two. But uh yeah, it was uh and I don't mean to downplay it, but apparently it's getting saturated. A lot of bookers aren't even uh considering it a great credit right now. Right. Because they're letting a lot of features and openers go out there. Yeah, they have to keep but, uh, that new content. But you're right. We were royal. We were treated like royalty. It was. It was. Yeah. Did, did you get that uh, video? Um, seven minute video called Provo Clean. Yeah. Did you get that? Yeah. Uh, Jim McHugh didn't see it. Oh. He didn't watch it, and he's not dirty. But um, there's a uh, remember there there's clean comedy and there's Provo Clean. Right. Um, like uh, I had uh, you know one joke I might say a-hole or something a little harsher right. than that but i changed it to jackass and they went oh you can't say jackass and i was like it's in the freaking bible <laughs> right. right right but uh yeah they're uh, extremely strict on that but when i tell that to people they would think that the producers and all those people were jerks or something but uh my experience they're the nicest people in the world for sure for sure and they just have what that's what they want and then i totally respect that I've gotten a lot of work of it, like we talked about earlier for years, uh, yeah. because could do it, could do the clean stuff. Yeah, and and especially having those dry bar clips, the quality um, <laughs> that they publish on on social media, you know, you just oh yeah, just snag it. Was a, it was a five camera shoot. Yeah, and the three static cameras and two mobile. In fact, on my Facebook page, um, my cover photo, Jim McHugh took the picture of the. Um, did you ever go back and look at the production booth? Yes, right back there. That's yeah. you'll see that and recognize with all the different um, angles and all the different camera views going on. Okay, uh, it was like a regular television studio they changed that place into. Yeah, the, I didn't know about the moving cameras until I was on stage doing my show. Oh they're yeah, on like, they're <laughs> on like railroad tracks in the back of the room. Oh, right? we had guys carrying them. Uh, okay. two, uh, we didn't have the moving ones then. We just had the guys. Uh, well, that one static was doing that. I guess it really wasn't a static, but they had uh, two guys uh, just carrying cameras around the audience. Yeah, and one guy, someone came like right up front in front of the front row. I was like, Geez, "Yeah, I'm not used to this. I'm not." 
But I did, I found that, um, and I like the way that they, and hopefully they did this with you too. They go, they gave you a little uh, piece of paper which says, give us feedback on your set. Yeah. You know, oh you yeah, know. what you would want and uh, for them to use and all that. And uh, I just uh, told them, do whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, whatever you guys want to do, I'll be, I'm just thrilled to be here. Because ultimately they are anyway, right? Yeah, true. Because it does say these are what you're making are suggestions. We'll ultimately make the call. Which is I, I kind of thought I was being tested a little <laughs> bit when I saw that. So I didn't want to cross any uh, paths or anything. I just said, and I still felt that way. I just, you know, whatever y'all want, you know, it's your yeah. gig. I had, um, I had uh, nine days. I, I got booked nine days before my special. I didn't know I had it. I just got a call. I, I had been I had been in touch with them and they said yes, and then uh, I guess they had a fallout so they needed somebody like you know and I talked to one of the bookers and he's like can you be in Provo in in ten days? I was like wow, wow that's a lot of pressure. Well, they're paying the well they bought the ticket. Oh yeah, they did everything. Yeah. I had to buy a winter jacket. I, I don't own a winter jacket <laughs> in Florida because it was snow. You know, it was January in Provo. I got my, you know, Chuck Johnson, Summit yeah. Comedy. Yeah, he's the one that booked me out there. Yeah, and I had never even heard of it, and that was like in eighteen, I guess they were saying, and I just money was great. I had no idea uh, yeah. what it was and what it was going to become. Do you follow any of the comments or uh, on anything YouTube? Because it's on everything now. They published it on Amazon, Apple, Google. People. Yeah, but as when it first came out, it was social media, and it, and it, and did you follow any of the comments or make any? I did. And um, it was uh, it's so you, you get like 50 good comments and then one guy that hates you. And that's all you can think about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Same. And uh, like one of my closing bits, uh, one of the things I do is about changing people's mailing address. Yes. Um, they uh, somebody jumped in and didn't have a sense of humor and was telling me how wrong that was and how illegal it was and all that. And I actually say that. Yeah, you uh, say it's a felony. Yeah, it's you, a, you say something like one you can do that's not a felony. Yeah, and I refer back to that. And well, the people from Drybar jumped in on the comments wow. and said, "Hey, he 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 addressed that." Yeah, <laughs> like, there you go, guys. Thanks a lot. I had uh, again same thing as you. I, you know, positive comment, like, love, laugh, and then that one person, you know, jumped in, commented about my weight or something like that, and I was oh, like, "Oh God." And then luckily the other fans, the dry bar fans jumped in and yeah. attacked him. So I didn't even have to say anything. Oh, that's even better. You don't Yeah, that's the best. I got lucky too, because I had um uh I had I'm on two compilation videos where like I did uh, about five minutes about uh working cruise ships. Yeah. And uh they did one where there's about eight or nine of us uh, doing cruise ship material. Yeah. So I got on that one, which I'm hoping counts towards my you know clicks that we need yeah. and then there's another one it was a 30 40 minute one maybe even longer than that it was a compilation of um people uh getting even with people and my whole closing bit about right. getting back at people i was put on second to last so i was kind of flattered yeah like almost closed the thing with me and I, that was just one i found out because you know when you first got released they started you know sending you you're, you're that's when you get all your hits for the right. most part unless you're somebody that gets really popular yeah um, you have to uh you know hopefully you know when they publish a clip you got to promote it and 
Yeah. It does well because that quarter may be light, you know, on the. When I was out there, we had a whole different deal than it is now. And what what did you have? We had it where um, back then you could um, either rent the video for 99 cents or buy it for 10 bucks. And we would get uh, 45% or something of that after it um, covered your cost okay. of production cost. And now um, it, that, that deal is not there anymore because they had changed it to uh, just by number of clicks or something. Uh, yeah, it's, or, or no, it was the uh, people that would prescribe, uh, subscribe yeah. to the thing. And uh, I was like, well, I'm never gonna make see any money there because right. they gave you that code. Uh, it's your name. Uh, with no spaces, no space. lowercase, to yeah. give somebody a free month. I still give that out to people, just, you know, here. You know. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's different kinds, you know, like um, sharing in the Facebook and YouTube revenue, ad revenue, um, some sort of brand bonus, or I forget what it's. Yeah, yeah. but I think since they open, put it on um, all those different TV stations or internet TV stations, I think it's just now based on views. I get a quarterly report. And I'm almost halfway to covering my production costs where I may actually see a check someday. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll happen. It'll happen. And that's yeah. that's and that's forever, you know. That's yeah. Uh, and now I see people doing two, two special doing their second special. They're kind of um, I guess the more Those the guys ones. In, yeah, in the early days, um, who really hit big. I mean, I, I talked to a couple of people that uh well. My first, when I was out there, my season, there was about 80 of us, I think, in the 2018 season. And they only released um, about eight videos. And I wasn't in it. And I had pretty much given up. And then uh, about a year or two later, I got the email from them saying, hey, great news. We're releasing your video. Wow. But by then, my contract was kind of void because there's a different situation. But but they're, they just, I grand, they didn't grandfather me and they just moved me over or something. I've never signed anything, but, you know. Like I said, if I get enough hits, I'll see some money. If not, yeah, I, it's I, still one of the greatest experiences I ever had. For sure. And then the night itself paid well. Um, yeah, sure did. And there's some guys out there that have filmed and never been published. You know, I don't know what happened there, but um, I, would, I well, think I would do it think, again. What's that? They made you think that everything was going to be published. Do you remember um, they would have you, we, they filmed these little commercial clips where you were pointing down saying, click here to tip me and click yeah. here to buy it and all that yeah. just in case they were going to use you. Cause they really made you think that everybody there was going to get on. And, and I knew one guy who got really, really bitter about the fact that he was never on. And uh, because of the way they made you feel when you were there. And I was like, step back a minute. It was a great experience. The money was great for sure. And uh, if, you know, if, if something happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it was still you're ahead of the game. Yeah. At the very, I mean, it's a great experience for the day or day, two days and you get, I mean, it's the entertainment industry. They may or may not use you. How many times, I don't know if you do commercials or, you know, acting stuff, or we all, we both know a ton of comedian actors that are in something, talk about it. And then it, it ends up being cut. Oh yeah. I mean, from a, from a, so they were in four scenes and they're in a half a scene now. So it's like, the decisions made well after everything's recorded, so I don't right. know why people would be so better. So I, I, you mentioned I, uh, cruise work. How do you like that? Are you still doing that? I haven't done that in a while, but okay. um, it, when it came back, I haven't done it since the pandemic ended, okay. 
And I didn't really want to until it loosens up more because yeah. the restrictions were crazy. Um, they put you on a boat instead of uh, when I was working, I would only go out for about a week at a time, yeah. but they'd make you sign on four to six weeks and you could never get off the ship. Even in a U.S. port, you were quarantined oh. and they, you could just very good move around the ship very much either. I mean, it was um, uh, it, it suddenly wasn't that great gig that it used to be. Do you, Especially do you if work I for multiple? Like multiple? I've only, I, I worked for Carnival mostly. And uh, there was another little piece of junk cruise ship um, down out of West Palm that all it would do is go from uh, West Palm to Freeport and back. And um, this is a ship that um, I could talk about it because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, they would have the buffet, which was okay. Then they had six restaurants that you all had to pay for. Huh. And then the, uh, my show, um, I, they charged for my show. And it was always on the last night of the cruise at 11 o'clock at night. And they couldn't understand why people weren't paying 20 bucks to go at 11 o'clock at night when their vacation's got to go, you know, you have to go home the next morning. Yeah. And, how stupid is that? Uh, oh, it was horrible. We kept trying to tell them, says, let them in for free and then do a two drink minimum. You'll, sure. you'll, you'll make a lot more money. That actually, that's the cruise line that is now uh, Margaritaville boat. Oh, okay. You've seen the commercials of Jimmy Buffett's. Yeah, Patrick yeah, yeah. Going. That's the ship, and that's the cruise line. So now I hope they um, uh, did a facelift to those boats they're on. I'm sure they did, at least painted it with some logos or something. But Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you and I have, have plenty of stories about what we've done in the past as far as gigs or whatnot. So I was reading a little bit about you, and at some point in your career, you did some audience warm-up. How did you like that? Um. I wish I'd have done it more so I could have gotten better at it because it's great work if you can get it. I've done it for um, a few um, infomercials and uh, then the uh, Paula Dean, remember her? Yeah. She had an internet show that uh, went up and the producer hated me. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. He just, he just didn't like me. I mean, before when we first met, he had a scowl and he just didn't like me. But um that was a kind of a tough one too, because uh, everybody, including the audience, that showed up at seven a.m. and they they did, did it at her house out on Tybee Island near Savannah. Yeah, and they had this huge house there on the water. And um, on the first night, uh, the first morning, Paula had been out mullet fishing real late the night before with her family and decided to sleep in. So it was eleven o'clock, and we were still the whole production crew, the audience, everybody is sitting downstairs. <laughs> until she had decided to come down and uh that's kind of hard to do a keep a warm-up going for four hours man i can't imagine uh, but the, the other ones i did uh, the juice man was the very first one i ever did that uh <laughs> 70 year old guy that beat leukemia by juicing yeah yeah he was the very first guy those were fun and uh there's the ones that uh, I've known some people that's had uh, warm-ups for like the Drew Carey show and things like that. Yeah. They yeah. paid great. And uh, it was like a, just a great steady stay at home job in for comedy. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I know a few better. comics that do warm up for uh, the Huckabee show. Remember the former presidential candidate Huckabee, yeah. governor Huckabee he has a talk show. I think it's on Fox business or may have moved to TBN. Oh, okay. It's out of Nashville. So I know, a few people that did and the pay's great and it's a and they do a comedy warm-up 
Yes, because they have comedians on that show. It's like a regular. Oh, okay. It's like a regular talk show. Like, you know, you would see like a Fallon or, you know, Letterman or whatever. That's the style of show. So, okay. They they do, uh, they do one for them and that, you know, it pays much more than a comedy club. Are you finding, so we talked a little bit about this. I'm finding I'm doing way more golf and country clubs, 55 and older communities, private shows, then comedy clubs. And I never thought that would be the case early in my career. Uh, are you finding the same thing? Well, I'm, and that's by choice. I'm finding yeah. it too. Um, well, also living in Atlanta, there wasn't a lot of 55 and ups right. and there were country clubs, but not enough to keep your schedule full. Right. But, uh, down here, there's just so many of them. And, uh, I mean, I've even done um, RV parks. Yeah, believe it or not, those have been very, very good. Um, Is it an outdoor show? Sometimes, um, the, like uh, there was one at a uh, up near Sarasota. Uh, they had a little tiki hut and a pool that was set up for the the grounds where everybody could park their RV. Right, and uh, it was kind of under the tiki hut. It was uh, everything bad about setting up for a show, but it worked <laughs> out great. You know, outdoors, it was at two in the afternoon, but these people were on vacation, so half of them were, were half drunk, which yeah. is, but, but still daylight, but they, um, they were not very conducive to doing a live theater type performance in a tiki hut that's outdoors. You know yeah. how that, um, we did one down in the Keys. Uh, my wife has been opening for me for the last four or five years, and that was just one of the greatest experiences ever. I mean, we kind of were in a little lean-to tiki hut again on the beach. And just as the show started, a windstorm kicked in. So you had to cover up the microphone so you could actually be heard without just all that went. But the people had a great time. Um, and it just, uh, just, I just love doing those things. Yeah. They, uh, you're appreciated more. The money's great. It's, you know, it's funny. When, when I uh, talk to someone who's interested in potentially hiring me for their event. I feel like they read a pamphlet titled how not to set up a show (laughs) to be successful. It's like, I told them it's simple. I need a microphone and everyone's undivided attention. That's it. Yeah. I I had one of them uh, where they set me up with a podium with a gooseneck microphone. You've ever had that? (laughs) No. I said, I need five minutes to uncoil the mic and throw the gooseneck away. And the, the mic cord was only about four or five feet long, but I'll just, yeah. at least I'll stand there with it. I mean, there's so many that are like, we're going to, we're going to bring you up as they get dinner served to them. Oh yeah. I'm like, all right. And then they go, we're going to also keep the college football games on. Of course. I was like, why don't you just have like a, you know, fire jugglers on a unicycle <laughs> in front of me while I try to tell jokes. Or, like, we're going to put you way over here at the other end of the dance floor and then the seats will be 50 feet away. Yeah. Don't you love that one? The comedy moat that they form. It's like if somebody was going to attack you, it would take four minutes for them to reach you. <laughs> yeah. We had a, on the show uh, we did on the Queen Mary out in Long Beach. Um, it was theater seating. They didn't have tables, just uh, rows and rows of chairs. And uh, the, the owner of the club was taking the tickets and he actually had one of the local comics there to help seat the room, only he wasn't seating anybody. They just let them sit where they wanted. So naturally the first three rows are empty. Yeah. And I even asked him, I said, man, why don't you fill the rows up? You got somebody. He goes, yeah. we know what we're doing. I was like, I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Well, 
right before the show started, the first three rows are empty. Uh, the owner and his little local comic helper scooped up all three rows of empty seats and the stage was on wheels. <laughs> Pushed the stage up to the audience. I was like, okay, I bow to the master. You guys know what you're doing. Wow. That's hilarious. I bet you those people in the fourth row were like, oh God, oh God. Yeah. I had something up, up your way, uh, up at St. Augustine, a Christmas party. Um, I don't remember what the name of the hotel was, but it was the Ritz-Carlton of the St. Augustine hotels. Okay. So it was a very high-end Christmas party. Um, it was a, a, a medical equipment supplying company. Right. And these two brothers owned it. And it was really, really sad because nine days before the show, their mother died. Oof. And it wasn't a, such a big company where everybody... Everybody in the company sort of knew the mother because I guess yeah. they maybe she found it. I don't know, but it was tight enough company. So these guys are up there opening the, the party and uh, and they start kind of losing it. So their wives go up to join them and the wives start losing it. And now the wives are ugly crying. I mean, it's just. Yeah. And they finally finish it up and they through the choking and all that. They go, here's your comedian. Right. And now the. Yeah. Comedic stylings yeah. of Mark Evans. <laughs> We've all had those. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I uh, I did a Christmas party once at the Omni Hotel in downtown Jacksonville. Beautiful hotel for this very famous car dealership in the area, and they said it's going to be there's going to be four open bars in the corner, a silent auction out front in the lobby, and then a di- you know the dining area set up for the show. They go, just go up to the DJ. I talked to the lady out in the lobby. She goes, just go to the DJ. He's going to announce you. I go, great. I go, hey, to the DJ. I'm like, do you want to wait till... There's nobody at the tables. There's a line at all four of the bars. And then 75 people at the silent auction outside and a table of four to my left. This is a place that holds 500. And he goes, no, they want you to do it now. I was scheduled to do 30 minutes. He introduces me. I do about 12 minutes and I get four people chuckling. The Mm -hmm. owner then comes in, sits down with an executive, starts talking to each other. I do another four minutes. I think I did a total of 16 minutes. I said, thank you. Good night. I walk out to the lobby. She goes, how did it go? And I'm like, great. She goes, here's your check. And I just, (laughs) (laughs) that was the first and only gig that I've ever done where I kid you not, if there was a survey was the, was there a comedian at the Christmas party? The answer would be a resounding no. That was one up in up your way up in Jacksonville. I did. Um, there was uh, a pro wrestler that uh, had a big heart and uh, wanted to do a charity for. Um, it was about something for kids. So right. he had this thing at his property, uh, big huge property. He's just a big kegger. And they went to raves to hand out free passes to come to this fundraiser. Wow. So there was about, I don't know, 1,500 kids that were barely old enough to drink. They were hammered. And uh, they had these two um, people with flaming nunchucks (laughs) at the pool. And that was, they went from that to me. (laughs) I can't, I would have told them, look, I can't beat the flaming nunchucks. Let them go on for another 20 minutes or whatever. Although, you know, some of those gigs where I know it's going to be really tough, you know, I've been pretty successful with negotiating with them about what I need and plus maybe reducing my time a little bit, saving them a little bit of money. If they're dead set on sticking with me doing jokes on a, uh, a stage outside while the band's playing two feet from me, like 
all right, I'll do 30 instead of 60 and save you a little bit of, you know, it, but it has to be an attentive audience and that's it. That's all I need at this point. All you and I need at this point. Oh, well, when I get there, I'll tell them, I said, look, you own me for the night. You know, we don't have to do it right now. We can do it later on or something like that. Right. And um, they, would, they, they got this mindset of how it goes. And, and I'm going, I just want it to be good for you. I want to earn my money. Yeah. Yeah. And I was uh, in Sarasota. There was a, uh, one I did a year ago for a bunch of uh, newspaper company that own that all these people own these newspapers they had their big meeting right and they've been together all day at all these different events and then they're having the awards ceremony and then me and uh i was begging them let me go on before the awards ceremony and they're going no um they're going to hang around i went no they're not no and sure actually it was kind of funny too they they asked me said would you mind giving out the awards <laughs> and I went, no, i'm there i'll do that and then they sent me a 23 page script Oh, and I wrote back and went, um, this is a beyond the bid I made for this job. So they yeah. doubled my pay. Oh, wow. And that, so it was great on there. And then I um, told them, that's why I was begging them, let me do my set before the awards. And she's like, no, 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 it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I said, these people have been attending things for eight, nine, 10 hours. Yeah. I know how to do this. And sure enough, as soon as the last award gave out, uh, at least half the room was just gone. Yep. And yep. I looked over at her, shrugged my shoulders and started my set. <laughs> yeah. You, they, they don't, they don't trust a lot of these folks and they're not even whatever man or woman's organizing this thing. It's not even that they're necessarily an event planner. It's just like Tim from accounting. Yeah. Put in charge of this event and he's trying to, I'm like, look, I can tell you how this could be successful and to make you look good too. Not just that, you know, to make the whole yeah. event so bizarre sometimes one one uh guy was like why don't you we're gonna put you on um right when dinner's served that i convinced him no let's do it after and he goes okay great right as dinner's ending why don't you dress up as a waiter they don't oh, know comedian's coming and and i'll bump into you and you spill the waters all over the place and then i hand you the microphone and you start telling your jokes i'm like <laughs> I'm like, or we could just tell them a comedian's coming and then you can introduce me as that. That would be great. Oh, he'd say, well, we, we got to put in, uh, add something to the check for me being a, a actor as well as a comic. Yeah, yeah that's what they, is was a hazard pay. What do they keep adding on stuff? on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the one time uh, at Carnival, this is about, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, these uh, middle management people that are always, trying to come up with ideas to, uh, I guess, give some self-value to their job. And yeah. uh, they see how much they're paying the comics and how little they were doing. And I was like, well, first of all, you come up and entertain 3,000 sure. people. If you can do it, then we'll, we'll talk. But um, so they had the, the three really, really bad ideas they came up with was one was the, uh, and I didn't mind this so much, was the brunch shows. And that was um, the two comics would show up and at um, 10, 11, 12, and one o'clock in the afternoon would do five minutes in the dining room where they're serving brunch. And that was a dining room we weren't normally allowed to go to. So I didn't mind it. I go in, order this big fruit platter, uh, then have uh, filet and eggs for lunch. <laughs> and, and we just hung out all day. And I would get up and do a couple of street jokes yeah. for five minutes because nobody was listening anyway. But that was something they finally got rid of. Uh, the second worst idea they had 
was have the comics go up when the buffet lines were long and work the, <laughs> the lines. And, you know, that would work if you were doing close-up magic or something, but right. that was something that they nixed. And then the, uh, the gold medal of bad ideas was to have the comics uh, deliver room service. And entertain them. Like, we well, bust in their room when they're not dressed to go out and start doing a show and go, Hey, anybody in here from out of town? <laughs> right, right, right. So, you those guys, guys, uh, guys, shot you guys come here often? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat their meal and deliver it to them. Like, hey, joke's on you. You know how many food. At that point, though, they're going, Well, then what's special about us being on that stage? And if you're basically putting waiters up on I, stage. Takes that, away all the glitz. Yeah, that rubs me, man. When people say when when that analysis goes on, uh, that how much you're getting paid versus how little amount of time you're doing. It took five years for this joke to work, sir. Do you want to try it on stage? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's the years we put together. It took to put together these jokes and and shows, different kinds of shows, variety of shows, moving material around, creating new material. That's what you're paying for. Oh, something you mentioned before, I would never do. When you go to do, take less money for a shorter show, right? As I'm paid, uh, whether I'll do 15 minutes or an hour, that's easy. You know, it's it's um, getting there. It was the drive. It was the travel. Gotcha. Um, it was the years of development and all that. That's what you're paying us for. Yeah. You know, we if we you know how it is, we'd find a way to get on stage. If there was no more comedy clubs or any work, we'd find a way to go do this because we sure. love doing it. Yeah. But uh, that's not what we're paid for. We're paid for everything leading up to it. Yeah. And afterwards in the crappy hotel they put us in. Oh my gosh. We could go on forever. Yeah. We, we could do a whole podcast on its own about the hotels they put entertainers in sometimes. Did, did you ever work um, Johnson City for the yeah. zone? Yeah. That holiday. That actually was a nice hotel. Right. That uh, is only six floor building in town. Um, well, there was a night that. I get this phone call at three in the morning on my, not my cell phone, but the room phone, which is weird because nobody ever calls you on the room phone anymore. Right. And uh, there's the lieutenant of the police department telling me to uh, evacuate the room and come downstairs. And I thought it was the other comic. And I, I just said, you know, blah, blah, F you. Right, right. Uh, it's real funny. Hung up. It rings back and goes, this is lieutenant, so whatever. So I hung up and called the front desk and she's just freaking out going yes come down come down so i go out in the hall there's like 50 people out in the hallway and so we all go downstairs and what has happened and this guy actually checked into the hotel right in front of me so i remember him this guy um kills his wife and uh, the guy's cheating on him and then comes and checks into the hotel so now they're evacuating everybody and the SWAT team came in and all of a sudden while we're sitting down in the club area at like five or six in the morning the, there's this rumble and all the lights go on and off. And uh, next thing you know, you see the SWAT team come out. And these guys were in full military yeah. uh, uh, armor. Um, they blew the door off the room and the guy kills himself. Ooh. And so now they're wheeling out this dead body. Right. And, um, you know, and you just don't get that from cable tv all the time you gotta be there to see that stuff i i, I take it the the holiday inn express won't be using that in their uh <laughs> in their commercial right murderers prefer the comfort of a holiday inn express <laughs> ain't here first that's right the swat team oh gosh but look man it's been a lot of fun talking to you getting to know yeah. you 
Um, your dry bar special, Southern Not Stupid, is is uh, available on almost every platform you could think of. Your website. I got, is I got real lucky, too. Um, this club, um, I got to get you hooked up with this guy. Uh, who, uh, it's a fairly new club in the last couple of years up in uh, near Cleveland. Uh, he was turning on the TV sets at the club, uh, just pre-show or pre-opening. Yeah. And uh, there I was on one of the channels, the plan oh, doing wow. the YouTube. So he took a picture of it and posted it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. He's uh, always asking for people from different places. He's a good yeah, guy. Hey, once we're uh, done recording here, hang on. We can chat yeah. a little bit. I'll take that. But you're all the comics watching are going to be pissed because yeah. we're not. <laughs> yeah, let's not do it on the recording. We'll wait till after. Yeah. But your website is southernnotstupid.com as well. You can look yes. at uh, clips, tour dates, merchandise, so on and so forth. Um, it's really been a pleasure, man. And it's um, all mine, man. Thank you for asking. Yeah, and hopefully we can do this again. I hope our paths cross in the future. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, the, seriously, we the, um, we call it the Key West Suite here. Uh, well, we call the, our house Mark and Lauriville because uh, I'm a big Buffett fan, and I'm trying to get my wife to change her name from Lori to Rita, <laughs> Mark and Ritaville. But I'm serious. Come down, you know. It's a little getaway. Uh, I might take, take you out on the boat. That. Please do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. If you want to hang on a second here, we'll chit chat, okay. but. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you.